0: Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, Pastor Antoine continues in our new series, Beyond. Let's hear what God's Word has for us from lead pastor Antoine Lasseter.
1: Over the last few weeks, we've been um, focusing on uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And as preachers do, um, we want to move on and we want to go, I really want to hit Ephesians chapter 4. Because with Ephesians chapter four, he speaks on "I'm walking worthy of the calling," um, and simply means that uh, once you know who he is, you are now responsible to live out what you know. And I really, really want to get there, um, but I'm stuck. Say, Pastor, why are you stuck? Because what happens when you preach the word of God? Um, we treat it like the next series like when you know when you're watching a movie um, and it's like Netflix just messed all of us up because you can actually binge watch it and then you start to realize that if you go back and watch it again you missed a lot and you missed a lot because you were trying to finish the series and oftentimes, what we do is we want to move on from the series and God is like man you haven't unpacked any of what I'm trying to tell the people so but but here's the challenge, right? Like because we are so prone, like, okay. So um, who who uh, who has a TikTok account? I'll raise your hand. But you know how I don't. That's what they tell me because I don't have one. Okay, I just lied. I do. All right. So anyway, so what happens is you can watch those one minute and 30 seconds or three minute videos. And and before you know it, it's been an hour. But we say things like, man, I don't have time to watch no movie, but you rather watch three minute clips 40 times. That's a two hour movie when you do the math. Right. So what happens is we keep we keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And, and, and before you know it, three days passed. <laughs> so so we have to be mindful that sometimes like when we say slow down and pause, it's not just because we're going through problems. It's not because we are seeking Lord, we're seeking the Lord for a solution. It's literally we are, we are being bombarded with so much information that nothing is sticking. So when we talk about Ephesians chapter three, verse 14, for this reason, I kneel before the father. Um, I kneel before the father. This is Paul talking to the church um, in Ephesus. Now, he says from where every family in heaven and on earth is name I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit we need to be strengthened by his spirit with our in our inner being when the winds come and they come when struggle comes you know what we have a tendency to do to withdraw because we withdraw because that inner strength Is all we have, which means I withdraw, you withdraw, because you and I believe that in order for us to get past it, it's going to take our strength. And he says, be strengthened with your inner being through his spirit. So when trouble comes and trouble comes, it's not for us to cower. It's for us to stand in the confidence and boldness of who he is. So he says, uh, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And so we use the analogy of the living room as a as a seat as, as an analogy of our hearts. And so this is like how we want to present that we gather together. So in relationships, um, like if if I invite you over to my home, um, the first thing I'm going to do is if I invite you to my home and I don't tell my wife, the first thing I'm going to do is is text my wife after I invited you. And then what we're going to do is not that our living room is messy, but we're going to tighten up some places because we want to present to you that our home is nice. But sometimes we present our homes are so nice they don't look lived in. And so what we have to be careful about that we don't have this image that we want to project. And that's not our reality. Like I, we, we, we had some friends who just had a baby and I went to visit and I pop up because they live in Greensboro. And every once in a while, oh, it, every once in a while I'll stop and pop by. And um, it's like it's unannounced. And when you make an unannounced visit, you see everything. That baby is running that house. That baby throwing gang signs. That baby is running that house. Like, what's up, cuz? That baby is, I mean, it's diapers here. It's blah, blah, blah. And they're apologizing. I said, no, your house looked lived in. Your house looks like it's been a baby there. Right. And so think about the natural or, or the spiritual implications of that. that. That you've been through a lot, but you're trying to present this. That's not reality. The reality is you do have some trauma. The reality is you are moody. The reality is you got trash. You got junk. And it's it's not up to us to clean it. It's it's up to us to bring awareness to it. And that's how the Holy Spirit walks alongside us. And here's what I'm learning. I just thought, Elaine, Alana, I just thought God would just remove the dirt. But he allows people in my life to see it. They see it and they see it. And here's the question. How you want to live? You want to have a picture of this. But it's not really you. Or you want to be accepted with the trash that you carry. Because the trash that you carry is really the thing that you praying about. But you want to present this. So we can't even get close to you. You have a wall up. All of us, we have a wall up because if you don't see my trash, you can smell it. There's residue that's connected, and freedom is when you, you and I begin to recognize man, except for the grace of God. I all have fallen short of the glory of God. And once we begin to see this, then as we move on in the scriptures, we see the fullness of God being expressed when all the saints. So that's why I want to get to chapter four, because chapter four talks about the unity of the church. But the Lord says, man, they ain't dealing with their trash. So how are they going to deal with it? How are they going to be unified if they don't deal with their trash? Because things trigger you and we don't know it. And so in relationships, what happens, man, I should write a book. I don't have time. In relationships, um, this is making more noise. This is causing more problems than anything else. Because remember this, all of us, say all of us bring baggage to our living rooms all of us all of us and so he says for this reason I kneel before the Father and I pray and for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through the spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith He dwells in our hearts through faith. And so what that literally means, can Christ, can the spirit of God be comfortable in your living room? And the first thing that we want to do is to remove the trash from the living room as if he doesn't know we have trash. We should make him comfortable, not our trash. He is able to deal with our trash. But here's the part that many of us have challenges with. And this is the real talk here. We understand that he's able to deal with our trash. The question is, are the people around us? And so we invite him in and we, hey, Lord, get comfortable. And then when I invite someone into it, I cover it up. Let's just be honest, man. Anytime you meet people, there's three people that show up. When you meet someone, there's three people that show up. The The person that you're trying to project, the person that they see, and really who you are. Those three different types of people. And when maturity comes, those three people become one. That the person that I'm projecting, Is actually who I am when nobody's looking. My public persona, personality, my personality is the same as my private life. That's maturity. And so what happens in relationships until we can get close enough to you. And man, that's scary. Because when I get see transparency is showing this. But it's not showing this. See, I've reconciled this. I reconciled this. So I can show you this. That's transparency. Vulnerability is showing it all. And so what I do is, yeah, man, look, my last church. We're going through a lot, man. And just what, like, Pastor, it's not, it's, not, it's not you. It's my last church. See, this transparency right here, but we've been, I touch your marriage and I touch your kids and I touch the areas that still being worked out. I love testimonies. I love us when we testify because most of us testify with the edited version, man, you know, God's been good and my wife and I, we struggled and uh, God healed us. It's like, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Talk about the bankruptcy, brother. Talk about when y'all were sleeping in the separate beds. Talk, and the reason why that's important is because we read the pages of scripture and they tell all their junk. Yeah. But, we, but we don't tell ours because we fear that we're going to be judged. Now, I'm not saying you put and this is the thing. It's easier to put on Facebook what your problem is than it is to actually say it in a relationship. Because we have built this wall, so here's transparency. So here it is. So Justin, my son, actually helped form this message, and it, it, it was crazy. Uh, stand up if you don't mind. Like, yeah. So, so <laughs> he's, it's, he sort of have to because everybody's watching him. So just so so here's so here's the thing, right? So here's what happens in relationships, and we do this all the time. So. When he determines he's had enough, he decides to deal with his stuff because he had enough. So what he tries to do is to pick this stuff up in his own strength. And he does. It's easy because he's putting his mind to it. So here's the good news. He has an awareness about it. He says things like, man, I do get short-tempered at times. Yeah, I do avoid um, conflict by just, like, not confronting people. I do. And he, and he gets it, and he understands it, and blah, blah, blah. So now I enter the scene. Now, he's dealing with his stuff, but here's what I just did. I broke mine. So now I'm coming into his, in his life this relationship, and, and we're trying to build relationships, so we both having seats, and we talking, and um, he's still holding on to his stuff. With me, like, you know, I'm just, I'm watching him, and I'm skeptic, and the reason why I'm a skeptic, because you triggering some stuff that I'm dealing with, and you keep holding on to your stuff, and now I'm just like, man, like, I, I don't know if I could, he, because he's aware of it doesn't mean he's dealing with it. So in relationships, I'm going to tell you something that I'm learning, um, Elder Nate, that 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 some of the biggest problems that I'm seeing is driven because people don't know how to resolve conflict. So here's the thing. So we sit here talking and he's he's triggering me. And so I'm doing this. He's doing this. Ain't nobody putting it down. And then there's one thing that we can relate to. And here's what I do. Alright bro. And I just left some of my garbage for him. I feel a little lighter. But I ain't whole yet. And think about if you're married. This thing goes on forever. forever. But I don't want to talk about that. But look, so here's the thing. So here's what happens. There are people in his life. This is the community of believers that are telling him. Some telling him directly. Some tell him subtly. Some, some just, hey, you got to deal with some stuff, man. And so he's agreeing now because he's on stage. <laughs> but his response is, man, you got stuff too. And so, so let's go down to about the 17th verse. Um, yeah, so keep those scriptures up there. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in what? But he's too busy defending himself. So the conflict continues. And so now, you know, you trigger something else, bro. And now all of a sudden, here I am. See? Now I'm messing up your whole living room. I'm messing up your whole heart. Because I'm saying to myself, see? See? That's why you can't trust nobody. That's, see, that's, that's what church folks do. On, and so I'm not dealing with the person. I'm dealing with the trauma I carry. So here's what keeps happening. So finally, you go from awareness to that's all. Now I I got issues, I got challenges. Now you're pondering some things. He's realizing that if he takes an introspective, a lot of his relationships are not functioning as they should. But the one common denominator of all those relationships is him. So he's, He's pondering why it just seem to have conflict everywhere he goes. But here's the problem. Here's the problem, people. This takes some work. And many of us don't want to put the work in. So when we talked last week about being firmly established, being rooted and firmly established. When the winds blow, the tree, the wind's going to bend the tree. But the tree doesn't break because the roots are deep. So if we are established in love, so Paul spends Ephesians chapter one and two literally establishing himself, establishing the people of God in love. So so here's what he says. He says, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to, and I want you to write these scriptures down. or we'll take a picture of this slide because we talked about it before. But here's a reminder. He says that you're blessed with every spiritual blessing. So the reason why this is important is because identity creates value. So if your identity is in anything else except Christ, your value is like the stock market, the stock market. It goes up and down. But your identity, who you are in Christ. Creates value. So he says, hey, you're chosen by God, you're predestined and adopted by God, you're redeemed by Jesus, you're heirs of God, you're made alive, you're created in Jesus for good works, you're reconciled to God and one another. If he has God and I have God, the Holy Spirit can reconcile us together. But when he is more determined to hold on to his garbage than letting it go, conflict. Because we are reconciled by God. Watch this. So. When we don't have we don't allow the the spirit to to have access. Here's what happens. We lack. And here's some warning signs we talked about. Deep devotion. So he's more familiar with living in trash and living in filth of his past than the freedom that Christ offers. So when Christ comes. And wants to help him. Sometimes he will. uh, The Holy Spirit will just literally take it from us. Sometimes the Holy Spirit walk with us through it. So when the Holy Spirit is trying. Is trying to get into his life. Is trying to help. And try to do all these things. He ain't got room. Because he rather hold on to the familiarity of the trauma. And of the pain. Than the freedom that Christ offers. That's why in the last one. It's a lack of hope for the future. Because he no longer sees hope in Christ. He sees hope where he is. I only see the trash that's around me. And so here's the problem. So the word of God is preaching and going forth and he can't hear it because he's so busy holding on to the trash. And that's why immaturity is I just went to church. I'm not getting fed. because. Because here's here's a, here's, a, here's a newsflash. Being fed has little to do with the pastor. Amen. It's the word of God. Yeah. If you come here so I can do uh, circus tricks and levitate for you and karate kill you, uh, you you will walk away weak. But if you come with the resolve, I need God. I'm desperate. I got issues. I need to hear the word of God. And so here's what happens. So he's living in it. Remember, he's aware of it. He's pondering it. But he hasn't taken action yet. He's thinking about it. I need to change. My wife is evidence of it. She's like, hey, why are you always? okay? then people, his homeboys like, man, you know how you are. He got all these indications that there's something. He's been pondering something happens. He decides, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. So he starts opening his stuff. He might be going to therapy. He might be talking to a counselor, all good stuff. Here's what happens. He's still doing it his own strength. Matthew chapter 12. When an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for rest, but doesn't find any. So here he is in his own strength. He's dealing with it. Now, what he's doing, you're putting on your Fred Hammond music. Yeah. He's about to worship now. About to turn up the rest. He's about to worship, right? And then, yo, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. He starts worshiping. He starts standing up, Right? He starts standing up, and then man, you really, you're really getting it now, because he's listening to the Think Kingdom Podcast, located on all podcasts. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, that was just like a shameless plug. All right. So he's he's listening to it, he's getting the word, and he was, oh man, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Notice the posture. He done dropped his trash. Notice it. He's no longer looking at the trash, he's looking to his father. Awesome. So now I come. I come with my stuff. It's like, what's up, man? It ain't going bother you no more. You good, right? Because he has tapped in, he has now um, repaired the union that he's had with the Father. Because he was lacking, because he had no devotion outside of a Sunday morning, 40 minute message. But something happens now. But see, that enemy's something else. And that's why I took you to Matthew 12. Because most of us, we start out well. He's worshiping. And there's still conflict, man. But you're taking it to the Father. It's, it's still conflict. I mean, I mean, life, man born and woman's a few days are full of trouble. He's still got trouble, and we still notice the trash. But the difference is his attention is to God. So because his attention is turned towards God, the conflict don't bother him like it used to. Because the spirit is now strengthening his inner being. And so all those things, put those things that was lacking. Put those things back oh, that was lacking, Justin. And so the deep devotion, now he's starting having patterns of deep devotion. All of a sudden, he's getting this joy back. And he's singing stuff like, this, this joy that the world gave me, I mean, that Jesus gave me, the world can't take it away. He's like singing. He's like worshiping. He's got Maverick City playing in the background. he, he good. He good. He turned on sports talk radio and now he's just listening to his favorite pastor, Pastor Antoine Lassa. I mean, he's just listening to him. It's like now he got grace. No, no, no. Somebody cuts in front of him. He's like, hey, 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 no problem, no problem. I guess you needed to go. You just needed to go. You just needed to go. So now he got confidence. He's just like, no, what the scripture says. Now he's bold. He's bold in Christ because his identity is being connected to the father and he has union with him. Things that bother me don't bother me like they used to. Now, now, all of a sudden, you know, he's hit with a couple things. Now, what he's doing now, he's like, oh, I got to get to God. I got to pray. Wow, that's just like the enemy. The enemy comes in. The steel in the store. You can't have my joy, Jesus. Like, I mean, he, like, he's, you can't have my joy, devil. So, he's doing all this, and now he's realizing, man, I am moody. Emotional self-awareness. Yeah, I can't be short. Hey, I don't need to send that text. I need to call him. Like, man, look, hey, hey, such and such, man. When we were talking, man, I just took that completely wrong. You see, so all this stuff is the spirit is highlighting and bringing awareness to it. And then spiritual reflection. Oh, that analogy with the living room was so compelling. I mean, <laughs> it makes so much sense. I mean, I, I think that I should, yeah. And so then he has a joy for others. Oh, you got the new promotion? Glory to God. That's what I'm talking about. I've been praying for you, sister. You know what? I, I, I don't know if this makes sense to you or not, but you've been on my mind, and I just want to let you know I've been praying for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was needing. And so his union is connected. So the thing that was troubling him leaves him, Matthew chapter 12. Then it says, I go back to my house that I came from, returning. Here's what the spirit of God does. So thing is, there's two scenarios here. One scenario is that you in your own strength try to clean your house. Yep, so you doing it, so you, you cleaning up your house, put it on the side, but the thing just left you for a season. Just left you for a season. While you worshiping, feeling good about yourself, life's going to still happen. Life happens with or without your participation. So, the uncle, so he's, he's now, watch this. Now, look at his posture. He relaxing now. I kicked the devil out. I kicked the devil out. But the unclean spirit is like, yo, let me go to a place I'm familiar with. And so you stop doing, hear me by the spirit, you stop doing the deep devotion because the pressure somehow is not as strong anymore. Nothing like struggle gets you praying. Nothing like struggle gets you to the church. Nothing like struggle to change from whatever the popular pop station is to your Spotify worship list. Nothing like trouble. So here's what the enemy does. So the enemy says, um, come here, Taiwan. So the enemy, enemy says, hey, um, let's go back to where we came. Because I know a place, man, that, that we can be as comfortable as we want to be. You Ready? So he he cool. He cool. He cool. And here's what the enemy do. Follow me, Taiwan. Here's what the enemy does. Not only does the enemy come out with his homeboys. (laughs) Scripture says as a result, that first last condition is worse than the first this overwhelms him and I I I will guess that some of us right here till we admit it until we because because look some of this trash somebody else created for him can't help that your father wasn't there come on can we get this real for a second can't help the trauma when you were a kid that you were gone, that you went through and they did. You can't help. Yes, absolutely. But there's also some stuff that you create. And so the problem is he's going to have to if he and I, if we do not allow the spirit of God to deal with it. And then here's what the enemy does. You're Never going to be nothing. You always start, but not finish. You inconsistent. Look, look, you don't have X, Y, Z. And the reason why you don't have what they have is because, look, you're trying your best. So, look, you don't need church. You don't need God. You don't need the people of God. What you do, see, see, that's what I'm saying. They took this away from you. That's that's what they're doing. And see, you can't trust nobody. And see, the problem is. And don't get close to them, because, see, see, look, once they start seeing your trash, they're going to reject you. And you know, we deal with rejection. And we don't want, we want to deal with that. Look, it's easy for them, not for you. And so all, and remember, what was God when that thing happened to you? Like, like even what he's saying now, it sounds good, but he don't know. And so, what, what, so what happens is the constant reminder and the and to bombard, the, 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 the barrage of uh, assault that actually is challenging your identity in Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 and 15, Justin, says, although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the... the, 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 uh, um, the <laughs> Demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. It works for them, not for me, not for you. They have their worshiping. It don't take all that. And so then then the second part is up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive. To obey who? So when Christ, so now he has to protect his deep devotion because what the bill of goods that many of us have been sold is as long as you're worshiping, as long as you're doing those things, this don't happen. And that's not true. You worship beyond it. So now the spirit of God just speaks to him. my son. still loved by me. Not only are you valued died for you. I'm not asking you to clean up. I'm asking you to allow me to help you clean it up. And stuff, gonna take time. But, I, but, 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 but you belong to me. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sometimes it's an inner, it's an inner thing that the Lord speaks to us. But Anita, I'm recognizing that sometimes it's that text message you won't answer. I'm checking on you. The Lord is literally surrounding people to help you with this. And so now it's like, um, so, so now for some of us, our hearts are stirring up right now. And this is what the Lord is saying. He's talking to you. This message is for you. How can it be for everybody? Because I'm God. I see you. I, you I, I know your name. I count the hairs on your head, and every time it falls, I know it. I love you with an everlasting love. I wish that you would understand the length, the width, the depth, and the height of my love for you. I need for you to be rooted and firmly established in love. Like I need for you to worship me, not because I'm going to magically make your problems disappear. I need for you to worship me so you know who I am. Yeah. Your worship isn't for me. It's for you. Yeah. And so so, so, so so, now, remember, his attention is where now? God's worshiping. How the Lord finds him in a church of 465 South Canon. And the Lord finds them here. Or the Lord finds, or the Lord uh, sends just the word of comfort. Jesus says this way, that the Holy Spirit will come and comfort you. And so, stand beside him. So when you can't do it in your own strength, and you want to fall, right? In the midst of all this, this is his heavy. So now let your weight be on us. So this is, this is, this is, this is what happens. He can't take it no more. But if he ain't, if he just remember, go back to Ephesians chapter three um, towards um, reconcile to God and each other. Um, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's Ephesians chapter one ish. Um, so he says he's going to reconcile us to God and then put your weight on us like fall if you want to. Like this is this is what he is. And he says, look, he did this so he might be reconciled to both God. Um, in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility, hostility, to death. And so that's not the one I wanted. But what he's what he's saying is that he's been reconciled with God. So there are times when he got to lean on us for strength. Yeah. We don't have to deal with this if the spirit of God is in your living room. Because when you did it on your own strength, you had some success. But it ain't over. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, is inner being, the spirit of God, strengthen your inner being, dwell in your hearts, so you may be rooted and firmly established in love. may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height, and depth of God's love. And to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I submit to you that part of the reasons why that we struggle and we have these issues, is because our cups are empty. But you're serving in the children's ministry. But you're, you're, you're on the fit team. But you're preaching. These cups are empty. Because we're leaning on our own strengths and not through the strength of his spirit. And so as long as we continue to lean on our own strength, we will we will have counterfeit success. Because, come on, many of us can just power through. You know how we say it's just the season that I'm going through. We don't we, we have made um, blessed and highly favored literally just something to say. So what happens is um, the reality is leaning on us, Holy Spirit, comforting us because here's the problem. The reason why we need you strengthened is what happens when I'm about to fall. Now, I exerted all my strength to help serve you. All of a sudden, I'm Y'all just going to leave? Y'all just going to stay there? Y'all coming after me? Are you, are, 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 do you do he even see me? I know he does. But if you keep dealing with your problems, leave me out in the cold. And so he says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do above and beyond. Every time you worship your spirit is looking above. Every time you worship, the spirit is looking beyond what you see. But he says now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. But you jump back to the 16 verse and he says he gives you power through his spirit through your inner being. You can have as much or as little of God that you want. The power is never without supply. I want you to hear this. How many of us are, spirit, are feeling spiritual weak, weakness? Just be honest. That's it. That's it. You can have as much power as you want. But may I submit to you that the most dangerous thing for a believer is just is have it's just have enough of Jesus to not change. Here's the thing. You share an office with someone. Right. And you share the office and uh, um, a cubicle or office and uh, you see how they have their, their arrangements of their desk. You see pictures. You see the music. You hear a few phone calls like, yeah, hey, I'll be home. I cook dinner and blah, blah, Ah, oh, my favorite is Pad Thai. Like, oh, wow. yeah." Now, here's the problem. You think you know them. But you don't. And so you already have an image of that person just based on a small interaction. May I submit to you? That's what the problem with the church is. Because if the only interaction you have is here, And you think that I can lay hands on you, make you fall out, and you come back like, I think I can do this now. That's going to last about 20 minutes. God, for some of us, mm, is incubating us through struggle. That's a hard word. Because it's when you're struggling, bro, two things happen. Why are you struggling? Try to get away from it. Why are you struggling? You know what I'm saying? You're getting stronger, right? You see it? You feel feel that strength I have. (laughs) Just trying to remind them. Um, But you get exhausted, right? Right. And guess what happens? You come to the end of yourself. Some of us are being incubated in struggle because you will not give it up. And here's what I realized about being tired. (laughs) When you're tired, when you're tired, when you show enough tired and you're exhausted, what do you say? That's it. <laughs> I'm done. And what I submit to you, thanks guys. I submit to you, he has us stuck. Say stuck. Ephesians 3, 20, and 21. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus all generations ever ever amen. Stand to your feet as we pray through Ephesians chapter 4. Play something soft if you don't mind. We're going to pray through this together as a church like we did um, last week. Now this, this is interesting because Paul is writing this letter. When I first read this Um, I thought Paul was being figurative I am prisoner of the Lord no Paul was actually locked up so he says therefore I the prisoner of the Lord urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received you're here we think callings we think um, some of us we think manifest You catch that in a minute Um, for others um, we, we hear calling we hear preaching teaching that type of thing no the calling is the is the is the next verse with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace there's one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope at your calling one Lord one faith one baptism one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare, I'm going somewhere, trust me, are not the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So what Paul is saying is that in the first two chapters, I'm telling you about who God is. And so for some of us, we have to be reminded. So for some of us, we need to study the first two chapters, who God is. Because when we know who he is, it helps us to understand who we are in Christ. Then he says that that's knowledge is what we're going to pray for right so the calling is to live worthy of the calling which means if you're here there's evidence of god working in your life and he's saying um that's that's it that's it we're not here mainly to just preach teach it's actually the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry you sir have a ministry he called you to it that's why we have to be strengthened in that regard. So here's our prayer. Go back to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. We're going to call out the name of the Lord. So all I need for you to do so to, now to him who is able so to him. So we did it last week. We're just doing it again. What is he to you? And I just want you to yell it out. So for me, um, he's a restorer of my soul. Just, just yell it out. Who is he to you? Just yell it out. He's father, provider, creator, author, counselor. Just just call it out. Who is he? Strong tower. He's healer. He's healer. He's healer. Somebody need to hear that. He's healer. What else is he? He's strength. And I'm weak. And we all weak. He's my strength. He's my strong tower. What else? He's my peace. See, when he says, so the, so when the saints come together, we are able to comprehend. We can't because it's, it's, it's surpassing our knowledge. But, but there are some people who know him as a healer. And so I don't know him as a healer. But because you know him as a healer, when I need healing, I can look to you. Because you have seen him heal. And that helps stirs my faith. When I say he's a provider, well, you know, I... I ain't really struggling that way. But it helps draw attention to an area of God that I may not have experienced. We need all the saints. Come on, who is he? Who is he? Deliverer. He's, man, he gives me favor. Why? Because I'm special? No, because he is. And he can determine who. He's favor. He's what? He's my God. That's my Jesus. Yes. See, I, I, I love the boldness in that. I like, I like what the old folks used to say, you don't know him like I know him. There's something with that. Who is he? Who is he? Come on. He's the Lord. He's, he the, he's the one who loves me the most. Yes. He's Adonai. He's Lord. He's Master. Now, what is he able to do? Can I just... Can I just break Can I just drop the mic on this? Anything he wants. That's my God. See you see, see I'm not I'm not boasting yes. about this church. I'm not boasting about my theology. I'm saying he's able to do whatever he wants to do. Yes, my God. And so when we say when, when we lack confidence, we lack confidence because it's it's being filtered through our abilities. We are weak and we are limited. He's strong and limitless. When we say he's able to do, what are you facing? He able to do it. And here's the, here's the secret sauce. He's able to do it above and beyond.
0: That concludes this week's message. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel like to give, Feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Kannapolis, Charlotte, or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.